Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Farts, you know, I moved us over to the right screen, but we're muted. Oh, God damn it! I forgot what I said now. You, uh, you, you gave me a, a, an adorable anime-esque name, and then I said that I was everyone's husbandu. Oh yes, I called you Jack Parakaradu, Jacku Parakaradu, because of course in the Japanese language you don't put consonant sounds together. Oh, is that true? Yeah, you got to put a little vowel in between them. This is great. Uh, this is great, but yeah, we're talking about anime, uh, and yes, and, I must, and I must say the lovely clickbaity title I came up with for this uh, video. Really has worked as intended, hasn't it? It's brought them all out. Here's what I have to thank you, Yachts, is uh, thank you for this topic because it makes it really easy for me to figure out who to mute on Twitter. Just oh, <laughs> click, yes. click mute. Oh, yes, click I mute. saw that. <laughs> A lot of people coming out of nowhere saying that we don't like anime because we're old and don't like new things, mm. as I believe has been the vibe. <laughs> That's the general vibe. Uh, but I guess, spoiler alert, I do like anime. I like I like some anime. I like a good... Well, that's the, well, that's the standard <laughs> thing you say, isn't it? Oh, I like anime. Well, I like some anime. Some of I it's think, really good, yeah. Which I think gets to the nub of the matter. Mm. See, I, I also like anime, but thinking about it, all the anime I like is anime that isn't like most anime. Because... Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll get right into it, because what I always think um, is one of the main stigmas against anime mm-hmm. is that there's almost an orthodoxy to it. Like, um, if you see something's anime, you can almost already make a bunch of assumptions about it. Like, every character's going to be pretty. Every character's going sure. to adhere to this, uh, this moe art style, yeah. as I believe the term. Mm-hmm. And with that, I get a sort of exploitative vibe almost not that they're exploiting female characters or anything but they're sort of trying to exploit the viewers like emotions like they a lot of anime is deliberately designed so that you instantly sort of adore the characters and want to protect them sure and i always get this vibe that it's made with sort of like erotic fan art and uh plastic figurines in mind yeah, it has that weird, like it has the the double edged sword of like the the Disney Disney Disneyification of characters. You know, big eyes, adorable. Like you're supposed to like these are mathematically proven to be cute, but also sexy in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, and that's where a lot of the stigma comes from. I think that's a lot of the associations <laughs> people have. Mm-hmm. That if you like anime, you must be incapable of dealing with other humans. Uh, yeah, I and just actually, think that's true. Someone, actually, someone on Twitter posted this morning, posted a quote by Hayao Miyazaki, mm-hmm. which I think is very apt, that says, almost all Japanese animation is produced with hardly any basis taken from observing real people. It's produced by humans who can't stand looking at other humans. <laughs> which I think sums it up pretty well. Yes. Um, we have to take a, a short pause. Um, well, I have to take a short pause. Nick... Nick is telling me that the fan I have on in my room is very noticeable. He's texting me while we are recording. Very unprofessional, Nick. 
oh, uh, while we are live. Uh, and so I'm just going to quickly turn off the fan in my room. So instead of hearing the fan, you're going to see me sweat. I will be back uh, momentarily, Yats. Okay. Hold down the fort for me. Uh, uh, who's, who's, what's your favorite anime titties? I, I, I feel there are positive qualities to every kind of anime titty. Uh, for example, very big titties are fun <laughs> to put your head between. I put, I put my headphones back in just to hear you say, for example, very big titties. <laughs> yes. But of course, of course, there is good anime. Of course, of course, there's good anime. Of course, of course I, there's good anime. Although, as I say, there's this orthodoxy to it, which is a little tiresome. Mm-hmm. There is no, there are no animes about ugly people. Okay, which is what makes it feel a little, as I say, orthodox, a little conservative. Mm. They, I mean, if there is an anime about ugly people, then their ugliness is like the center of their character, and there's there's nothing else about them. Sure, you can't have just a character who's incidentally ugly. If you're a protagonist, you're pretty. If you're a villain, you're also pretty. If you're a low level villain, you can be ugly. But if you're a big villain, sorry, you've got to be pretty too. <laughs> you might have a you might have a beautiful scar on your face, but it really accentuates the rest of your beauty. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, everyone's thinking of uh, examples that contradict me. Look at all those anime fans. Look at all those big nerds. <laughs> Not like us. I th- I think like the the if if I can uh, defend anime for a, for a moment here. <laughs> all right, go on then. I I I'm think just ri- I I'm just riling them up. They know I know. That. Well, I don't know if they do know that. I think I think anime has a lot of potential, especially in an action realm. As far as like as far as escapism is concerned, the suspension of disbelief. When you watch a movie, there's a lot of little. Uh, suspensions of disbeliefs as you are watching these fantastical things happening like a live action movie but when you watch something that's animated there's just one blanket suspension suspension of disbelief which is that it's animated once you are able to step into that and get into the wonderful world uh, i think there's a lot of great potential uh, and some really amazing examples of them assuming it's not animated like shit yeah. And that sort of pulls you out of the experience <laughs> from a different direction, doesn't it? Yes. Like a lot of the like digital anime these days, where they just take a character and like wiggle him about with the mouse pointer. I think there's like a classic example of that. I think it was in one of the recent Berserk animes. Mm. They just had a character walk off screen by literally having them jiggle up and down as they pan <laughs> off like they're being wiggled with the mouse pointer. It's so much cheaper to do that. It's just so much cheaper. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? The good <laughs> anime we like is the stuff that isn't the cheap anime that mm. Japan just churns out. And I'll tell you why this subject came to mind, Jack, mm. is because I was playing Scarlet Nexus last week, which uh, is a new video game. I didn't know anything about going in. Mm-hmm. You, all I can say is that it's anime, and you wouldn't tell that just looking at the, like, the graphic at the top of the Steam page. Okay. Because I certainly couldn't. And it is very, very anime. And it makes me think that anime is uh anime games especially anime action games are starting to follow starting to acquire a sort of orthodoxy of their own the way japanese rpgs and certain uh, genres of anime do and what's the sort of orthodoxy that you're talking about what are the what are the tenets here of of anime games 
Okay. Um, let me describe a plot to you. Um, uh, it's post-apocalyptic. Earth has been ravaged. And there's a small outpost of humanity that for some reason has access to really advanced technology. Mm -hmm. And this small outpost of humanity is constantly being attacked by mysterious monsters of some kind. Ooh. And in order to defend this small outpost of humanity against those monsters, certain special individuals, either with special superpowers or access to special technology, yes. are recruited or taken upon themselves to defend against these mysterious monsters, in doing so eventually probably finding out some inconvenient truth about those monsters or something. Or that there's like the government of the small outpost is corrupt or something. Now, which action sci-fi anime did I just describe? I can think of three off the top of my head. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing that is the standard Japanese action RPG template to my mind. Sure. At, at the moment. Scarlet Nexus follows it very closely. There was a game called Astral Chain a couple of years back that also followed it very closely. Mm. There was a dead game I reviewed based on Attack on Titan, which uh, altered it closely, but, you know, it's based on the anime, which follows the tropes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want to say Near Automata has some of that, hmm. some of that similar vibe. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the the standard orthodoxy for action sci-fi anime. But these games are all stand all the game the gameplay sort of have these recurring tropes as well. Like they they're generally hack and slash. Sure. There's, the main character has a big sword, probably. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. Uh, some some very tight clothing, some revealing clothing, perhaps. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> plenty of that. Lots of short skirts on the ladies. Lots of female characters who stand in that particular way, with their knees slightly bent and their feet pointing towards each other, like they're just being kicked in the crotch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's disturbing to watch over and, and over again. And there's the anime thing where there's a there's a, like a diverse cast of anime of young anime characters all conventionally attractive and of, and of course the the appropriate waifu inventory <laughs> you've got the one who's the childhood friend you've got the one who's like the adopted sibling you've got the one who's outwardly uh mean but secretly loves you and um all of them and yeah. the, the motherly one with the big tits <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a smorgasbord of waifus for everyone pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's that feels like the orthodoxy that's sort of seeping into anime games mm -hmm. anime action games right and are do you feel like i guess you know this is to me the the interesting part about this conversation is does that help or hurt a game well this is the, the this is the question isn't it right i mean as i say uh anime is a genre really it's got good ones and it's got bad ones Anim anime I, is I, an aesthetic an aesthetic yeah and i'll tell you the other thing that made me bring think of the topic is that if you go to the like the steam summer sale at mm -hmm. the moment and you go to the front page and scroll down a bit to like the list of genres mm -hmm. they've got like action they've got roguelite they've got beat em up and then they've just got anime <laughs> right yes which implies that certain tropes will be applied even though an anime game could be any kind of game well and and i guess like that's that to me is is the is the fun part about this conversation is because anime in general is not a genre it is an aesthetic but there are enough tropes in there to where it can be its own genre according to steam right i think what anime is is it's a culture 
that people buy into. Ooh. And I want I want to say that anime is almost like the post 90s equivalent of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It's exact uh, with there's a lot of like eerie parallels. Star Trek used to be the thing that was associated with like the mega antisocial nerd. Mm-hmm. If you like Star Trek, you were automatically suspicious. You probably had your own Kirk uniform and wanted to get married in Klingon. And that was and those sorts of people existed and they would made life difficult for people who just generally liked Star Trek and wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And also, interesting parallel. If you like Star Trek, there's a higher than average chance that you'll be a pedophile. <laughs> just you're just poking at him now. Yeah. Now you're just poking at him. This is, st- I have statistics backing me up here. What? There's been studies. What? They have found that if, that I'm not saying correlation implies causation, Lord, no. <laughs> I'm just saying that statistics have shown that mm-hmm. propensities to pedophilia tends to be reflected somewhat in propensities to liking Star Trek. We're- if you like Star Trek, you will have a higher than average chance of being a pedophile than a sample of the standard population. We're uh, we're gonna need some citation for that, but we'll we'll come back around to that. Hey, I'm not here to educate you. Do some googling. <laughs> Google it. Classic defense. Uh, okay, well, and but uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I'll, me about the pedophile thing, everyone. No, no, crap! Oh, we'll Jesus, blame him as no. well. No, I agree with you that, uh, about the the cult like nature of anime fans. Uh, I mean, I guess you know if if we're gonna go the Star Trek route, much like just sci fi fans, people who just want more sci fi or want more Star Trek specifically. If we're looking at video games in particular, uh, you know, rogue like is a genre, but. Uh, a roguelike game could be a million different actual play styles, but there are people who are such fans of the roguelike or the souls-like or whatever we want to say uh, that uh, that giving it the umbrella of roguelike uh, attaches to them. I think with anime, obviously it's anime has been around since forever, uh, but with anime, it's more ravenous. And so people will gobble up any sort of anime colored whatever because they're so into the I don't know. I don't know how you want to put it. It's into I, I want to call it a cult, but like they're into the vibe. They're into the culture. Hmm. I wonder what, what the seed is. What is it at the very core of all this? Is it just Moe? Is it just what's Moe like liking cute things? I, I I would assume it's more than that. As as someone who genuinely does enjoy some anime, um, it is watching like your first mind blowing anime. You know your Akira's, your um, your uh, oh I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna lose all my cred uh, when I forget names of stuff. But I just forget names of everything. Your uh, the Scarlett Johansson made a bad live action remake version of the movie uh... where you're a robot. The robot lady, Battle Angel Alita, not Angel Alita. Someone in chat is going to say it, and then they'll Ghost in the Shell. Thank you, Ben, in chat. Ghost oh, in the. I was going to say Aeon Flux. Uh, but, ooh, uh, that, that wasn't Japanese anime, was it? No, but very, very aesthetically anime. Uh, but Eon Flux is another example. When you see oh, your man f- for a moment there, every every single line on the chat was Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Ghost. 
It was a tra- very attractive to see. See, well, they know, but but you know, you watch something like that, and like the realm of possibilities for visual flavor is expanded exponentially, uh, where it really does scratch that itch. Uh, like well, recently, with with a, like Attack on Titan, an amazing action focused anime. That, that's awesome. That's not something you can get when you watch live action things. Well. Yeah, anime does have a have a, a great wealth of uh, visual style mm. to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny how characters are the one thing it doesn't apply to. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost that's almost the anime style, isn't it? Beautifully detailed backgrounds, mm-hmm. not very detailed characters. <laughs> so you have these all these elaborate alien designs and wonderfully designed robots mm-hmm. and uh, spaceships, and it's all like incredible stuff. Yeah, and then the characters are just the same big blobby eyes and tiny little mouth. Yes, but they will they will you know perfectly pencil and color every bit of intestine and vein coming out of a gut that's exploded, and that's that's all the important stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. quite extraordinary, really. It, it says something about the Japanese national character. Mm. The face doesn't matter. <laughs> Everything but the face doesn't matter. <laughs> Everything but the face matters. The face doesn't matter. Yeah. And I want to say, like, you know, it kind of says something about Japan that all these action sci-fi anime is about an isolated community and the rest of the world has gone to shit. Gee, I wonder what that could be an analogy for. You know, you write what you know. That's a- although, <laughs> it's fine. Although, thinking, although thinking about it, that's not strictly a Japan thing. It might be an island nation thing. Because mm. if, if you look at uh, V for Vendetta mm-hmm. or Children of Men, sure. the, the, the theme of... The whole world is fucked except for Britain, which has gone fascist, is a, also a remarkably common one hmm. in the British science fiction. The, the commonalities outweigh your differences. Isn't that a life lesson, Yats? That was 1984, wasn't it? Was, was the rest of the world fucked in 1984? Uh, it's been a hot minute since I've read 1984, but let's just assume that's true. I'm going to assume your general background knowledge of books. How about that? It's been a while since I've read uh, 984. Right? I'll tell you the last line in the book, though. Okay. It's, he loved Big Brother. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone claims to have read 1984. Mm-hmm. Do they know what the last line is? They would know if they had. <laughs> eh. You know, it's a lot of stuff you're forced to read in high school, and it just, it just you know, seeps back out. But listen, we're getting off topic here because we're talking about anime. We're talking about big anime titties. Of course. The- <laughs> well, uh, yeah, getting back to the titties. Get, getting back to the titties. Well, and, you know, like, luckily, we've also been getting a wealth of anime ass lately, uh, you know, uh, mostly with Nier Autonoma, Automata, Nier Automata. Uh, so, you know, like, yes, I think yes. that's nice is they're branching out from titties and, you know, incorporating some ass. Some spectacular ass in Nier Automata, if you're an ass fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, we mentioned titties and now half the comments of being... Uh, uh, hidden from <laughs> hidden and held for review for some reason. I'm so sorry, moderators. <laughs> I think this. I guess this goes back to Miyazaki's point that anime is sort of a replacement for human contact, hmm. which is um, in no better place exemplified than in people preferring the anime tite to having to deal with the real life tite. Because <laughs> it's because uh, you know. I think if you let it get to that point, you've let it get too far. If you let it get to the point where you're seriously arguing that you should be allowed to marry your love pillow, 
as people have done. Yes, that takes it a step too far. I don't believe a love pillow is able to sign a legally binding contract. That's just my that's my hot take there. <laughs> Japan's got this big problem with like uh, people just escaping from daily life, as I understand it. Because mm. the life in like uh, school and work in Japan can be so high pressure. There's a huge problem with just people wanting to just lock themselves away. Sure, sure. And, uh, only hang out with their anime love pillows instead of real people. I think that's when, like, as a, as a nation, they need to look inward and be like, okay, we have a significant number of the population that is willing to check out. <laughs> maybe maybe we're doing something wrong. Or maybe they're just not pulling their socks up. Ooh, or maybe we need to make them titties bigger. <laughs> think about that. Because <laughs> oh, that'll Jesus. add, that'll add more jobs to the anime industry because it'll take more animators to draw them bigger. Think about that. Combining your passion that like with a, your work. That sounds like a fun like uh, game to play on, in like a chat room. Who like uh, progressively bigger anime titties? Well, the game is you post a picture of anime titties. The next person has to post a picture of titties that's slightly bigger, but not too much bigger. Mm-hmm. And you got to get all the way up to that fucking ridiculous <laughs> stuff you see in the really out there fetish areas. <laughs> Whoever like whoever produces a picture of anime titties that nobody can find bigger anime titties than mm-hmm. officially wins. But you can't just go straight to the big anime titties. It's got to be just slightly bigger than the last. I love it. If if you make too big of a jump, the thread is broken and you stop. Yeah. But and and then you know eventually, like we have city engulfing anime titties. As long as you're able to only incrementally make them larger, and I I think that's a great that's a that's a great use of like uh, delayed gratification. Yeah, fun past the time on an internet forum, perhaps. <laughs> Back when that was a thing. Well, you know, this is our internet forum now. This this That's chat, it, yeah. getting in on the anime titties. I notice a lot of the like complaints in the chat hmm. are from people saying that we're talking about anime despite not having watched enough anime. We will never have watched enough anime for some of these people. Right, and... Uh, I feel like I have seen enough anime. I do enjoy uh, uh, some. I do enjoy some anime. And uh, yes, I also just don't have that much free time for all the anime in the world. Well, no one could. <laughs> the, amount they, the amount that comes out of Japan. Right. Uh, right. Well, and like this, this brings us back to like that age old conversation. We, we talked about this, I'm sure, on a slightly civil war, which is like, you know, how far into a game do you have to get in order to review it properly? Right. And it's like, well, the answer is however far you get. Uh, but but there's always those people that say, you know, once you sink 200 hours into it, that's when the game begins. Yeah. Once you've sunk yourself fully into the anime titties Mm -hmm. that's when you can fully appreciate the anime titties right it's like oh after you watch all 10 seasons of little demon schoolgirl, uh but the but in anime with uh with english uh subtitles not dub uh and then the first two seasons of knee socks for my lover uh skip season three that's a bad season go to back uh, directly into season four five and six of knee socks for my lover uh then uh then you can really take a deep dive into the sword blade that cries once which really helped redefine uh, action anime. I suppose 
the part of the stigma that I sort of automatically feel when I see that something is anime mm-hmm. is that when you see it's anime, whatever genre it is, whatever gameplay it is, whatever it, however prominent the tit is, you know <laughs> it's going to be tied to the one strict line that everything's got to be pretty and clean and nice looking. Mm-hmm. And I suppose I am uh, prefer things to have a little bit more nuance, a little bit more grit. And there's there's tons of like mm. very horrible things happening in anime, sure, but it's all still looks a bit clean. Sure. Maybe, perhaps this is my British upbringing. We love our dirty, unattractive people in British television. Well, and I guess like to... Yeah. Gives them character. That's what anime lacks. They don't have proper character that ugly people have. Can we make, can I be like just a huge bitch and make that comparison to general Hollywood movies where everyone's beautiful all the time? I think the chat very much made that very similar okay. point earlier on. Oh, good. So I'm not um, the only bitch in the room. And I feel a similar way towards like American uh, movies and American television that people are too pretty. I mean, look at me. I'm a hideous man. I can't relate to that. <laughs> Right, but but don't you want to you want to not relate to it? You want to escape into that. Just see pretty people do pretty things. That's that's the difference, I suppose. I mean, I I think of this as the difference between British and American soap operas. Mm-hmm. American soap operas are all about escapism. They're about pretty people who live in big houses, and some of them are about mermaids. British soap operas are exclusively about uh, the peasantry. They're about mm-hmm. ugly people who live in normal working class environments. And uh, uh, have gritty lives dealing with, you know, crack addictions and stuff. Sure, sure. Right. These are the cultural differences. And, I, you know, I, I like me a little bit of both. I, I do enjoy my, my nice indie feature full of interesting looking folks. But I'm also not opposed to... You know, a friends marathon where everyone is gorgeous and has no worries whatsoever. Can't we have both? Well, I suppose. But I guess growing up in that environment of British television mm. makes me feel like when and everything's too pretty, like in anime or American soap operas, it all feels kind of fake. It doesn't feel like there's... Uh, it loses like that attachment to reality mm. for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I do think like, I think no matter how mainstream anime gets, and obviously like there's, there's been huge uh, anime uh, releases and anime has been a part of pop culture since the early nineties. Like anime has been around. I don't know if it will ever cross over into, you know, your, your blockbuster, your Marvel territory, at least here in the States. I'm sure it has overseas. In well, fact, they keep, they keep trying to adapt animated film, don't they? <laughs> oh, yes, they keep trying and it doesn't work. But like, Why, the, is, that? Why is that, do you think? Uh, because we can't, we can't do it right. We can't get the atmosphere right. Well, I've often said that about Silent Hill, of course. Yeah. It never really worked when the West does it because when it was coming out of Japan... There was this sense of uh, foreign distance to it that mm. gave it that weird off-kilter feel that made it work so well as a surreal work. Yeah, well, and I think 
part of the limitations to animation or some of the cost saving effects of, you know, like just holding on a character, like somberly thinking as the background passes them like that kind of mood, which obviously is just so they can recycle animations. Yeah, it's because it's that's cheaping out. Exactly. But that does add to the mood of the piece. And when you're filming something, you don't have those limitations and it, it loses that it loses the atmosphere. I'm thinking specifically of the Ghost in the Shell movie here. Uh, the Ghost in the Shell live action. I guess uh, when everyone everything's emoting organically like live action stuff, you can't really have those sorts of breaths in the visual action that anime is full of. Mm. Yeah. You know, slow, slow pans across environments. Someone like just staring at a wall with their expression not changing one iota. Well, you you also can't, you know, I know they they tried this so hard with The Matrix, but like the that idea of time manipulation in anime, which is, I, I think, incredibly important, you know, like when something cool happens, everything slows down and we get to see yeah, that. Cool. Yeah, the times the time scale of anime is fucked. People, <laughs> people jump in the air and the background turns into streaky lines and they say like three paragraphs <laughs> and then they finally land. Right. But you know what? It was cool as hell the whole time and that will break everyone's suspension of disbelief in a live action setting that will that will completely destroy reality well when you put it like that it sounds like the appeal of anime is that it's completely superficial Ooh, i might be i might be more on team anime than i'm letting on but but that was that was my initial point with that like one the one big suspension of disbelief in anime right once you can get into the fact that it it's drawings on paper it's you know little computer blobules once you get over that you are free to just grovel not grovel hovel you are free to i i want to i want a word that means like you know sink in the muck <laughs> Kowtow? Kowtow? Yeah, sure. I don't know. You you are free to uh, be down in the, in the dirt and enjoy it. Okay, once you accept that you are a filthy weeb-liking <laughs> Which we all are. I mean, everyone's going to take away from this that I just hate anime, but, you know, I'm evangelical about persona games and Chie Satanaku is my waifu mm, well that, so you're a step beyond me because you've even gotten into anime games I don't think I can take that leap <laughs> well the problem with anime games and the Japanese style of games mm-hmm. is the thing that you hate about games is that they're too talky very talky they're the way very, anime very cheaps the way anime cheaps out just holding on a character for half an hour anime games cheap out by just having like 500 lines of dialogue <laughs> don't we don't need uh, any particle physics when people are just talking to each other <laughs> very fair very very shall fair we, shall we drive the discussion with super chats i think uh, what's, right now is about a great time the, uh, on the forefront of everyone's minds apps i i can only imagine it's mostly going to be yelling at us so let's get into okay. it uh, Andy Miller gives five US dollars to say, Hey, Yahtzee, have you ever played Rocksmith? It taught me how to play guitar. Thought I'd ask since you like Guitar Hero. No, I have not, but I know the thing you're talking about. It's like Guitar Hero, but you have like a real actual guitar with it. It has like six buttons per fret, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's, you know, you can actually learn guitar with it. Mm. But, you know, part of the fun of Guitar Hero is that you don't have to learn actual guitar. You can just piss about. You can pretend. 
Yes, there you go. Mm-hmm. It's it's air guitar. That's all it is. Air guitar plus one. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It has that satisfaction. And it's the greatest. It's a it's a way to enjoy your favorite rock music. Mm-hmm. It's not really a way to like learn guitar or anything. For those who have, congratulations. But yeah, I prefer the the fantasy of playing guitar. Speaking of getting back to anime, Neko Inimo gives 100 rubles to say anime makes everything better ha got you to say it all right now that you admitted it discussion is over right oh curse you nico and Emo, turning the format against us they found the flaw in our plan we have to read the things they pay us to read well that's my self-identity hanging in ruins <laughs> moving on paul says gives five us dollars to say welcome back jack we missed the main character on the show Ugh. oh wow no oh, well, paul says wow I mean, Yahtzee's right here. Neko Inimo, who, looking at their name, seems to have a vested interest in this topic, gives another 100 rubles to say, oh boy, are we playing lazily written shonen drinking game? What, is, what the hell is shonen? I keep hearing this, this word come up in reference to anime. Like they say, they say, oh, such and such is a great example of a shonen anime. I don't even know what shonen is. All right, you ready? I, ju- I just went. I just went to Google. Shonen noun, a genre of Japanese comics and animated films aimed primarily at young male audience, typically characterized by action-filled plots. I see. Well, that says it all, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Anime for little boys, oh. meaning all anime. <laughs> I say that superficially because yes, we all yes, yes, we all know there's anime for little girls and anime for adults, presumably somewhere. And, and and anime that you know people say is definitely for adults, but come on, like we all know, it's <laughs> it's, it's it's adults in the way it's for adults in the same way Mortal Kombat's for adults. <laughs> it's, 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 like, it's really just for kids who want to say they like things yeah. for adults. It's it's adults. It's adult in the way that like people who are really into the Batman movies, like no, this is for grown-ups. <laughs> yeah. Oh, looking forward to this conversation when the next Batman movie comes out. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fucking Riddler's the Zodiac killer now. Oh, lordy. I, maybe, it, like, anime fans might be worse than DC fans, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, give them a chance. <laughs> There's an idea for, like, ooh. a new Olympic event. Worst fans. Ooh, ooh, baby. <laughs> There's a lot Jesse, on Jesse, I'm never, probably not going to pronounce this right, Jesse Broffler mm-hmm. gives 20 US dollars to say, would you say that one of the main draws of anime is that the genre is so broad that anyone can find a scenario they enjoy? Only issue is that there's not much separation between that and softcore porn, I'd say. Well, I guess that was my point, is that very often anime uh, in the, like, the larger anime industry is put out with... Um, the bigger picture of softcore porn and merchandise in mind, hmm. which is why so often it's based around the same female tropes, the same sexualization. Sure. I think, I don't, I don't know. Like it's the, the aesthetic tropes that we've been talking about of anime are so powerful that it crosses over genres and so, like, you know, the, sure, there are, you know, Western-like animes. There are sci-fi-like animes. There are, 
you know, romance animes, I'm sure there are, but it has the same, they all come from the same seed. And so like the genre lines blur from my limited experience, of course, I'm sure I will be corrected momentarily. Oh, yes, we're really pissing people off today, it looks like. Uh, Joshua, Joshua David gives 35 Zar. Ooh, that's a new one. Saying, who says, saying you only enjoy unique anime that stands out makes sense. It's the same for every form of media. The mm. most unique stuff is usually the best. Well, fair enough. Yeah. That's, that's very, very true. That's very true of everything, which is why, like, I'm very clear to say that there is anime that I enjoy. And there's a lot of everything I enjoy. There's country music I enjoy. <laughs> that said, <laughs> mm-hmm. there is a huge volume of anime. Mm. And there's an awful lot of chap to go with the weed. Yeah. <laughs> and other mm. like, genres of things don't have so much of that uh, ratio. Mm. Okay. It's just my perception. Uh, there, there's a lot uh, like if we're going by like steam releases alone there's more anime than there are other games there's more anime games than there are other games period well, a lot of those like anime games on steam seem to be coming out of the west yeah i suppose that's globalization for you mm-hmm. we're all uh, equal parties in the great waifu hunt <laughs> now oh no not the great waifu hunt uh, Pup Shepherd gives five US dollars to say, Boop, hey, how are you? Loved the topic. I always disliked how the hero or his friends explain his move he just did to attack the enemy. Also flashbacks. Yeah, that is that is another trope that comes up a lot <laughs> in action anime. Shonen anime. Which is uh, uh, also another one of my favorite like cost-saving things. Is like, yeah, it's another, yeah, it's another cheap-out tactic, isn't it? He moved so fast that we didn't have to animate it, but he did something super cool, guys. <laughs> yeah, trust us. You can tell from the way he landed with like one knee bend. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> who was the uh, first... For anime fans in the chat, who was the first to pull off that trick? Of like just moving so fast that the eye didn't see, and everyone thought it was really cool until we realized that that just means they didn't have to animate him. It's got to go way back. I mean, if you look at like some of the really anime action, uh, really early action anime, yeah. Talk about cheap animation these days. Nobody else. You ever watch like old Hanna Barbera? Oh god, <laughs> yes. <laughs> cheap as chips. Beautiful, beautiful. But uh, like, uh, and, and there is a part of me that actually like really enjoys that kind of ingenuity, right? Where they're like, we have a problem. We, we, you know, we need a cool action sequence, but we cannot afford to make a cool action sequence. How do we solve this problem, right? A lot of people bringing <laughs> up Dragon Ball Z as perhaps the progenitor of that sort of thing. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Speaking of, mm-hmm. Dylan Cunts, always have to hesitate on that name for a moment. Gives four ninety nine US dollars to say most shonen anime, Dragon Ball, My Hero Academia, Naruto, One Piece, are fairly similar plot wise. For me, that makes it a nostalgia factor. Hmm. I guess it's like comfort zone stuff. Then fair enough. But don't you ever, don't you ever want to be taken out of your comfort zone? Don't you ever want to be stimulated in ways you've never been stimulated before? Ooh, sometimes again. Sometimes you do, but sometimes you do like that. I mean, there's nothing wrong. Yeah, nothing wrong with that's, a little comfort food. Nothing wrong with that, but you're never going to broaden your horizons that way. Sure. 
I, I feel like there's a there's a natural ebb and flow here. You broaden, you broaden, you broaden, you come back to some nice, some nice meaty DBZ, if that's even still on, I'm sure it is. You know, it's just yep. something you put on to like relax after a long day of getting out of your comfort zone, mm. watching, I don't know, uh, obscure Russian animation. Yes. Maybe you'd become an obscure Russian animation fan and you'll start watching obscure Russian animation to unwind in the evenings. Ooh, How like would it. you know unless you watched some? Yeah, think about that. Think about that. <laughs> think about that the Sca- next time. Scavenger, hmm. frequent friend of the show, gives his usual $10 to say, I was an anime fan once. There are things that drove me away, primarily the fans but also the leaning towards teens being the only hope instead of people with years of training and experience. Well, again, you know, have to appeal to the, the fan art industry. Yeah. They have to be teens so they can be very sexy. That's, that's one of my favorite tropes in anime. The dude who's like 25, who everyone calls the old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of those, one of those in the Scarlet Nexus. Uh, oh, mm. yeah. Well, as an actual old man, I, I guess yeah, I would think someone who was in their 20s might be old when I was a teenager. I'm not sure. I don't remember. It's it's a shame about fans, isn't it? Like, I really like Monty Python. Mm. Mm-hmm. But uh, talk us talk us something that fans ruin. Can't really enjoy Monty Python the Holy Grail anymore. Oh, yeah. It's just repeated so much. Yeah, yeah. As as someone who's a general like comedy fan, Monty Python got ruined very early on. Uh, as soon as you find out about Monty Python, before you watch your first Monty Python sketch, it's already ruined because how someone did, has did, said it a million times. How did Monty Python get so big in America? Because it wasn't the movies, because they were already big when, the, when they made the movies, as I know it, as I understand it. Because the first movie was, well, not their first, but they did Live at the Hollywood Bowl, like before they did like Holy Grail and we life of brian we got like monty python started getting a groundswell here because it was on pbs it was on our public broadcasting network as like you know like cultural tv (laughs) and of course pbs is free for everyone you don't need cable for it you can just watch it and uh your parents let you watch pbs all the time because it's educational it's funny i would have called monty python such a characteristically weird uh example of british comedy Mm. Uh, I mean, if you look at like the old series now, it feels weird to think it would translate. Uh, most of it didn't, but that's, I think, what gave it its like niche appeal, where you're just like, trying to figure out what the hell they were talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it's surreal enough that it's, that makes it interesting. Right. You don't get like the cultural references. And then, and then Holy Grail comes around, and, and yeah. it's, a, it's a landslide. Mm-hmm. Pretty universal stuff. Though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Murphy7801 says, Anime is more like Star Wars, or how Star Wars used to be. People rapidly consume without much thinking. There you go. Five British pounds to say that. I I think that this is a a universal fandom. I think uh, you reach a point in fandom, rabid fandom, where you will consume whatever thing is put out. I hate to say it, but Star Wars feels like the mainstream one. I mean, people never had associations with Star Wars fans the way they had with Star Trek fans. Mm, until in recently. Like Star Trek, sure. everyone says, oh, you must want to get married in Klingon and all that. But Star acceptable sci-fi to like. <laughs> right, well, because that was more adventure fantasy. You didn't have to get yeah. into the minutiae of how a warp drive works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no, like, technical manuals on how the 
the spaceships in Star Wars work. Uh, this is my precise blueprint of uh, how the Star Trek Enterprise is laid out. Uh, and if you uh, follow my graph uh, during an episode, you can actually, where are you going? You can follow, where you, no, okay. <laughs> Look at how cute Toffee is, internet. Oh, Don't feel bad about hating me for hating on anime when such a cute dog loves me so. We can't hate you now that you have that puppy. Where was I? Storm Templar gives 499 to say Ghost in the Shell is one of the first anime my college buddies showed me. I kept asking why the purring pants. <laughs> yeah. Classic. The things you just accept over time. Now that you mention it, why wasn't the main character in Ghost in the Shell wearing pants? She's a robot. She's a robot. She doesn't need pants. Yeah. All the other robots wore pants. Uh, but also, if you remember correctly, uh, her skin uh, was also her stealth suit, I want to say. Oh, it's been... Oh, a- the old- was it the old uh, Quiet and Metal Gear Solid Five excuse? Uh, she needed it uh, for stealth technology and clothes would have gotten in the way, I think. Oh, no, no, Jack, that's, that's your classic example of a diegetic explanation for a non-diegetic question. <laughs> We're not asking why in the plot does she not oh, wear pants. Okay. We're asking why did the designers design her with no pants that the plot then had to explain. So they would have a girl character with no pants on. There you go. I mean... I, I, I just assumed that everyone knew that already. <laughs> uh, Samuel Soret gives 10 US dollars to say, I think the how to translate to 3D pipeline has become so streamlined for anime compared to other styles. Only other 2D designs translated to 3D, well, I can picture, is Psychonauts or Umurangi Gin. Okay. I'm not sure I understand that. I, I sort of get what they're talking about, about uh, how you translate a 2D art style to 3D. Oh. And anime games have been doing that fairly sure. well of late. Okay. Like Scarlet Nexus does it pretty well, I'd say. Hmm. Okay, sure. Uh, then then I... Th- thumbs, thumbs up. Dark Shadow gives 20 US dollars to say anime is like any other genre, in my opinion. It's got its pros and cons, and those who focus more on the genre than the story told will fail. Mm. fair enough i guess that's what we've been saying yeah yeah that's that's very well put that's very well put Mm. Mm. paul says gives five us dollars to say dark souls 3 is full of anime references developers really love berserk isn't it isn't i remember hearing that like the like artorius in the first game is like one extended berserk reference (laughs) I I would believe it. There's a lot of over the top, you know, gore and sci fi things happening in, in, or you know, fantasy, uh, magical, mystical things happening in Dark Souls. I would absolutely believe it. I understand it. it. Yeah, uh, I think specifically the thing Artorius has where he's got like one broken arm that dangles down. Oh, sure, sure. I like that. Great. <laughs> I i love anime now is that what we're hoping with this conversation yes, we like dark souls and therefore we love anime that's that's what people are saying is that okay then you won you win i love anime I mean, now ignoring the fact that dark souls is specifically inspired by a western style of fantasy rather than traditional japanese mm. ideas of fantasy yeah yeah uh berserk would be the same i assume yeah yeah so there you go. And I, and I remember like a, a while ago, I played a bit of the Berserk game, which is, you know, very similar to your um, uh, 
Oh crap! What's it called? The uh, dy- uh, it's, it's very similar to a Dynasty Warriors esque, you know, mode down all the enemies game. And I read a little bit of of a Berserk manga. 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 It's an incredibly long running one, apparently Berserk. Yes, and I did enjoy a lot of the drawings, a lot of the aesthetic uh, of the Berserk manga. Uh, and uh, just did not. Why do you keep saying it like that? Because I'm not sure if it's pronounced manga or manga, and so I'm just manga. manga. Get your manga, cunt. <laughs> Going out to the manga shop and get myself some manga. Just with a twist right. of manga. You know, I pick you up some manga on the way. <laughs> Uh, and so I'm just deciding to uh, emphasize it so strangely uh, because I don't know how it's properly pronounced. And there are people in chat who are about to tell us uh, it's pronounced one way and then someone else is going to tell us it's pronounced the other way. So in any case. Oh, who, oh, who cares? Maybe it's a regional thing. Yeah, probably. But uh, in any case, uh, getting kind of getting to your point. Uh, about about the characters in the story like i i read a little bit of it and uh some great visuals and just did not care one bit for the story or the characters and put it down never to never to look further into it but what story did you read you didn't read the right story it doesn't matter any any comic could be someone's first comic scavenger gives tenuous dollars to say as someone with a sibling with autism i've read studies about how people on the spectrum enjoy anime due to the facial expressions lack of subtlety this Mm. might work for those without social skills well Mm. yeah you know massive eyes sure although i can't see much of what the mouth's doing because the mouth is so tiny but that doesn't matter like such big exaggerated expressions people who have trouble discerning uh, emotional states sure yeah so what's Star Trek's excuse? <laughs> Just all the technical stuff. People dig That's it. Pretty. People yeah. dig it. People like that everyone gets to walk around all day in their pajamas. Right? And if, we, if you're on a trip, you're, you're trapped. If, if we're on a ship together, you're trapped with me. You have to talk to me. That's part of the rules. <laughs> Uh, Neku Inimo gives 100 rubles again to say, Yats, I live a normal, boring life. Why would I want to watch people living a normal, boring life in my free time? Referencing what I was saying about how English soap operas are about normal, gritty, ugly people living like lower-class lives. Well, I would ask, why was The Truman Show the most popular show in the world in the universe of the film The Truman Show? It's all about relatability, man. That's true, though, if we were to take if we were to extrapolate out from your Truman Show examples, the most popular reality shows usually follow people living extravagant lifestyles. In America, you know, yeah, <laughs> yes. What's the what's the most popular reality shows in the UK? Great British Bake Off. Yes. You know, people from people from all walks of life. They have people who like. Like live in like country villages with squires and people who live in like council flats on that show. Making amazing pastries that I could never make. I can only I can only escape to the world of their amazing pastries. We are all equal when covered in a fine dusting of flour. <laughs> Dylan Cunts. Again, gives four ninety nine dollars to say dub is as good as subs. Galatians four sixteen. I uh, thank you for that little glimpse, little little glimpse through a window into the life of anime fans. There, 
And I'll, I'll tell you, especially with animated things, I, I do prefer overdubs. Uh, of course, assuming it's a decent overdubs, uh, but also just reading. I, I'm a slow reader. Subtitles oh, go by oh, very fast. Yeah, you're, uh, you're dyslexic, aren't you? Exactly. So subtitles uh, go by so fucking fast, I can't read them. I don't mind subtitles because, you know, often the original Japanese performance is better because the English performance is often having to, like, talk weirdly fast or weirdly slow to... <laughs> Like uh, keep up with the pace <laughs> of the original dialogue. Yeah, but the good English dub, I don't mind it. Yeah, I, I like play the Persona games with English dubs, and uh, at least you can get the uh, the emotion of the line conveyed that way without uh, having to get have like reading subtitles in the way of it. Right, yeah, because that's that's a that's a weird like two parts of your brain trying to work together, like reading the subtitle and then hearing uh, a foreign language and trying to like marry the right emotion with the right word. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though I guess if it's a bad English dub, that can be very distracting. Mm. But you know, a bad subtitling can be very distracting as well. It was in that one screen grab that from like a fan subtitling of one of the Death Note animes. No, where um, uh, where the line being subtitled is just according to Keikaku, and they had an asterisk and a little footnote underneath saying, uh, "Translator's note: Keikaku means plan." <laughs> that, that would be a dis- that would be a distractingly bad subtitling job. Because then why not just say plan? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Or the the atrocious uh, on the other end of the spectrum, the atrocious overdub, uh, English overdubs of the German sci-fi sh- uh, show uh, Dark on Netflix. Oh man, the English dubs are terrible. You know, I don't know. If this is like a Japanese pride thing, but sometimes, like, I was playing like I think it was one of the Yakuza games, mm-hmm. uh, Judgment, I think. And one of the characters brings up uh, wanting uh, that they were go that they intended to run a Japanese word. Mm-hmm. I forget the exact word, and uh, I had to look it up. And it turns out it's like a kind of like a Japanese informal pub. Oh, so I said in my review, "Why didn't you just say informal pub? Then I would have understood." Why didn't you just say gastro pub or something? Because that's not like humans don't say informal pub. They would just say pub or bar or you know yeah, so tavern. You know, just say I'm going to open a gastro pub. That would have conveyed everything we needed to know. That's well, but see that then we're not just talking about translation. We're talking about localism. Izakaya is the word. Thank you. Taste like Nyan, who also probably has a vested interest in the anime thing, mm. going by their name. <laughs> well, that's like that's the important part of like not just translations, but like localizations. People figuring out not just what the direct translation is, but what it would mean depending on yeah. which country it would go to my assumption was they kept the word izakaya because it's a cultural thing sure it's like the izakaya is like some thing very close to japanese uh, cultural identity mm-hmm. it's like uh you know saying bento box instead of lunchbox because oh. when you say bento box you mean a specific very specific very japanese kind of lunchbox sure sure i like it sorry i refreshed the page there's a whole bunch more comments i'm not sure where we where we were yeah i don't even know where that one started to be honest okay. with you <laughs> storm templar us dollars 199 
to say, Jack, didn't you like Panty Party with Rich? <laughs> I played Panty Party with Rich. I'm not familiar with Panty Party. The video What's Panty Party, Jack. The video game Panty Party has you playing as a pair of panties. And it's like you fly around and you're a pair of panties and you can like, but it's like a, like a, not a brawler. It's, it's like an action game. It's, you know, you have combos and, and action stuff and it's also a shooter sometimes. Very weird. Okay. It sounds it. I don't think you said anything informative just then. It's, it's a, it's an action, uh, it's an action brawler shooter. Um, but you pair, you play as a pair of panties. So you're also like flying. Okay. What else do you need to know, man? Panty party. That's is is is. is, is <laughs> I mean, is there really something like um, arousing about panties if someone isn't actually wearing them? Not to me. Wait, what, what's so What's so interesting about just playing a pair of panties by itself? And if you were playing a big pair of tasty buttocks or anime titties, perhaps I could understand. But panties—that's just dirty laundry. <laughs> To to some, I'm not I'm not here to 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 yuck anyone's yum, as Jesse would say. Uh, I, you know, some people are into that, and you get to—that's what you get to be. Pair of panties. It, it's, like, it's that classic thing where you can get like used panties in vending machines yeah. in Japan. Right? Yeah, I don't know what what people could possibly get out of that, but fine. Right. Yeah, and and so like I do think Panty Party specifically was like more of a of a joke game. And unfortunately, what I will say for anyone who's thinking about Panty Party uh, playing it, uh, it's also a very, very dull game. Mm. It's it's never like it's never overtly hilarious. The actual action in it is kind of tedious and button mashy uh, and the controls aren't 100 percent. So, you know, not the greatest experience. Okay then. But fine if you really, really get off on disembodied panties. Boom. Neku and Emo gave us 100 rubles to say, as writers... What are your opinions on a recent trend of Ranobe stroke manga stroke anime? What the fuck's Ranobe, Neki Nemo? Is there a whole new thing now? Having sentence-long titles. I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen a few of these referenced. Mm -hmm. Animes that have really long sentence-like titles, like that thing about the spider that's called I'm a spider, so what? What's that other really long one from the isekai genre? Hmm... Really long isekai name. Uh, oh, man. I've brought up a load of clickbait articles now. Oh, ten, no. Ten manga with ridiculously long titles. I'm, in general, I like, I, I think a ridiculously long title can be funny. But no. Yeah, okay. So uh, here's a couple of examples. All right. Um, there's a series called Me, a Genius, I Was Reborn Into Another World, and I Think They've Got the Wrong Idea. That's the whole title. I think that's really funny. I mean... <laughs> uh, the hero and his elf bride open a pizza parlor in another world. See? That's, that's a light... That's a light novel. This is think. this is efficient titling, because it's a title and a little... Time I got reincarnated as a slime... Reborn as a vending machine, I now wander the dungeon. Yeah, this is a. This seems to be a weird trend that has emerged, particularly isekai. I, I'm okay with this. 
I'm very much okay with this. I, you know, thinking back to like, you know, old pulp serials where it'd be like, you know, the adventures of Pluto Jones and his amazing multi-planetary crew. Well, the overly long title is a funny gag in a world where games where they do they belong in the same category as their inspiration. Well, the Steam Summer Sale certainly seems to think so. And I do think there are certain trends that are appearing a lot in anime games in a, sort of, in a way that's sort of equivalent to the, the, the way games in the West have certain tropes that occur a lot. The Jiminy Cockfroat thing. Sure. A surprising number of anime games have relationship mechanics now. Hmm. Like the Persona style thing, mm-hmm. where you like make friends with the character and have to buy them presents, and the more they you are friends with them, the more benefits they give you in gameplay. This is just them like leaning into their audience, possibly. Mm-hmm. Now, now they've got the technology; they can just throw that in. Yeah, yeah. And, like encourage encourage all the waifu hunting and all that. <laughs> Dylan Kuntz gives four ninety nine US to say, "Is there more anime because distribution is so much easier nowadays?" Yes, there is. Yes. As I say, it used to be Star Trek, but then it got a lot easier for everyone to watch anime and everyone gravitated to their natural status as anime fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and overall, it's probably a good thing. We're we're probably playing games now we never would have played before because it's so easy to get your game out there into the world. This is the 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 benefit and the terror of the internet. Yes. Yeah. Globalization. Now everyone can make creepy anime porn games on Steam, <laughs> as we were saying. Uh, Dave DuBlanc gives five Canadian dollars to say anime does ruin everything. Scarlet Nexus didn't have any anime in its promo art. I started watching the trailer and recoiled with disappointment. I had pretty much that exact same experience, Dave DuBlanc. I just, uh, Nick just gave me the review code. I just knew the title and uh, the, like the image at the top of the Steam page, mm-hmm. which didn't have any anime in it. And then I started it, and I was like, oh, it's anime. What do you know? So you were bamboozled by anime. That's what really spurred yeah. this conversation. Bamboozled again. <laughs> Animamboozled. Mm, doesn't work. Baname. Baname-boozled. Mm, no, can't get it together. That's fine. Dam-owned gives five British pounds to say, was just wondering, did you guys know that it's coming home? Which I think is a reference to something that British people only get. Great. Moving on. Morning Thinker gives 250 PHP, which I think, which I seem to remember is Filipino pesos. Nice. To say modern from software could probably make a good non-cringeworthy anime game. Say that again. Dark Souls loves Berserk and Armored Core takes from Mecha anime. Mm. First three and other centuries episode games were fun too. Well, why does it have to be anime? Why is it so important to you to be anime? Because they like anime. They like the aesthetic of big anime titties and they want to see it in their robots and shit. Maybe From Software just find the anime style limiting because they like designing things with a lot of character to them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like... like uh, crazy boss fights with weird looks about them absolutely well and you know i I, if if we look at even even stuff like armor design the way from software deals with armor design it is very distinct and very not anime as it is not like an exaggerated uh adonis human form like anime armor is you know for male anime armor is a, a triangle with big shoulders is you know chris hemsworth cut into metal and female armor is 
and come we, 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 it's titty city and so yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't see the protagonist of an isekai anime wearing the onion knight's armor <laughs> for example right right and so like they're they are they're giving each character even in their armor set a lot of personality and that's the important part it's not just it's not just uh you know tits and pecs these are my you know Sorry, got caught up John. in something. <laughs> yes, we were suddenly having a little moment there. John Connor gives 20 Canadian dollars to say, do you think that the sheer girth of anime that is made makes it hard for casual viewers to find something that applies to their taste? Since of most genres of media, 10% is great and the rest is bad. Well, you just do what most people do, just wait for it to become mainstream. I mean, why why go looking for it? Just wait for wait until you hear something outside of normal anime communities, mm. and that thing is probably good. Yeah, that's what aggregators are for. There you go. They they do the work for you. Then you can like that, and then you can go to the anime communities, and they can all call you casual for only liking that. Exactly, and not being a real anime fan like them. They go back to liking sports with all the jocks, asshole. Ooh, sick burn. Also, sheer girth of anime. A weird turn of phrase. Taste like in taste like Nyan. Uh, got confused there because the word Kenyan is in the middle of their name. <laughs> taste like Nyan gives fifty PHP to say I'm poor, but watch Odd Taxi. The main characters like Yahtzee. Well, why would I want that? I can look at myself any day. And no escapism there. Mm. Boom. I have not seen Odd Taxi. Have you seen Odd Taxi? I have not heard of Odd Taxi. It, right it might be good. I will probably not watch it. I'm just putting my cards on the table here. Thanks for the recommendation. Tastes like Nyan. Yeah. Tastes like Kenyan. Yeah. Joshua David gives 35 czar to say, Hey, Yahtzee, there's an anime-style game called Danganronpa that you might enjoy. It's on PS4, so you can play it in your spare time. Thank you, Danganronpa fans, for bringing that up again. It's the one with a bear, right? I might, bear. The next thing on my list to play through again is Death Stranding. Mm. I promised Nick we'd both play through it and talk about it later in the year. Mm. And I haven't started on that yet, because... Uh, Frankly, I settle down at the end of the day after the baby's gone to bed and I can't be asked. Very, very fair. I'll get around to it. Mm -hmm. Java Monsoon gives five euro to say, when it comes to anime, all I need is Tifa. I love her personalities. I think he means tits. Oh. Yeah. Tifa was one of the waifus in final fantasy 7 yeah i think she was childhood friend waifu yes well she was sporty There's waifu a, and child and childhood friend waifu oh okay but you can be more than one kind of waifu yeah i didn't mean to you know upset all the the waifu kind of sewers <laughs> there's a character in scarlet nexus uh um, which i'm reviewing this week so look out for that tomorrow mm. uh who like shows up who's like a uh, waifu anime girl character and the main character goes oh it's you it this girl is a childhood friend of mine and i was like of course she fucking is <laughs> immediate eye roll moment for me there 
check and then you checked that box for yep we have this yep. waifu great yep crossed out that square in the bingo card <laughs> dark shadow gives 10 us dollars to say hajime no ippo just boxing the anime if you're unsure you can just check the fights to see if you'll enjoy okay i don't really like boxing in real life but i guess if you like boxing and anime there's a recommendation for you an anime with boxing in it seriously speaking um none a lot of those words didn't register with me um hajime no ippo in in one ear out the other um the the next the next anime that i am very like when when i finally am ready for like i'm gonna try out a new anime i'm gonna watch my hero academia i've heard very good things about it looks like it has really fun action sequences uh it's you know like superpowers a lot of fight sequences looks like a lot of fun okay well you've just revealed to the world that you have an anime to watch list you will never hear the end of that fuck People are going to be re- recommending stuff for your list until the end of time. Okay, let me put this into some kind of scale perspective. The last anime I watched on my anime to watch list was No Punch Man or One Punch Man season one. Whenever that came out in America, how many years ago was that? That well, was a few years back. So that's it's quite a good one. It's quite a good One Punch Man. That is good. Yes, I agree. Season one is good. I, I watched that too. Yeah. Then I watched season two, or rather, I watched the first episode of season two, and then said, "You know what? I will watch no more of this." And I never got around to season two uh, because that's how long I go in between anime watches. <laughs> Fair enough. I think they changed studios, and it really shows. Oh. The anim- because I'm sure you remember the animation quality in One Punch Man series one is is top notch. Yeah, very good. And it just completely goes straight down the toilet for the next one. Oh, that's too bad. That's just too bad. It's, it was a really fun show. Hmm. I guess we'll see. It certainly is. Yeah. Uh, Caltez Build gives four ninety nine US dollars to say, what are some of your favorite anime you've both <gasps> seen? Or any notable likes, really? Happy for this topic, because I've been to ask this in the Q&A. Mm. Well, I had a feeling someone would ask us that eventually well i liked one punch man i liked cowboy bebop back in the day of course, um of i really I, I watched an anime called gankutsu a while back there was an adaptation of the count of monte cristo mm. which i probably mainly liked just because i really liked the count of monte cristo <laughs> sure sure but it's an interesting take on it it like focuses on a relatively minor character from the book which is an interesting uh, way to view the events of the book from a new angle mm. mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun brain uh yeah i obviously we just talked about one punch man season one being very good um also cowboy bebop because like i i think like everyone even people who like say they hate anime love cowboy bebop because it's cowboy bebop and it's unlike every other anime (laughs) well you know they they have they have their uh uh fan servicey moments uh but uh main main female character has her tits hanging out the whole time (laughs) <laughs> and the dude is so good at absolutely everything because he's yeah, the dude that's he's... good at everything but uh I, I was a big fan of trigun back in the day watched a lot of trigun enjoyed that um i've seen uh, attack on titan really enjoyed attack on titan i thought that was really badass uh big o do you remember big o I know of it. I have actually watched a fair bit of anime because I used to be roommates with a massive anime fan mm-hmm. who had like two bookshelves full of box sets. 
and he'd watch an anime every night and I'd usually just be sitting in the living room while he did. Sure. And the bigger was one of the things he watched. It was good. So I am aware of its existence. Real fun. I think the only thing that really stands out in my memory from that period of my life was Gankatsu, was Gankutsu, Counted Monte Cristo, mm. which I already brought up. Sure, sure. Uh, and then, yeah, like most of the major like movies that have crossed over, we already talked about Ghost in the Shell. Um, I, like Studio Ghibli, I know like people like wibble wobble on whether or not that's anime or not proper anime, but all all of Studio Ghibli stuff. Um, also, like there's this there's this wonderful adaptation of uh, or not adaptation interpretation uh, of uh, Metropolis that came out. Uh, oh, what was it? That's an oldie, isn't it? The Metropolis anime, uh, 2001, came out in 2001. Really, really wonderful film. I, I, I have fond, fond memories of that. I think I have, I still have that on DVD somewhere around here. But that's really good. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of stuff to like in anime. Uh, Cutlack13 gives five US dollars to say, have either of you seen Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt? It's a Japanese spoof of Western animation. No, I have not. Mm. Have you seen that, Jack? No, I have not. Thanks for the question <laughs> and the money. <laughs> yep. Wait, it's a spoof of Western animation, but it's got the word panty right in the name? Mm. That feels like what you'd have in a Western spoof of Japanese animation. Mm. Don't worry. The chat is already saying, yes, it's a spoof. No, it's not a spoof. So we're good. (laughs) (laughs) I saw one anime once during that living with an anime fan time of my life. I think it was called Dead Leaves. Mm -hmm sort of spoof that then went weirdly surreal and serious towards the end mm. i like it. it had a sort of art style that reminded me of gorillas Ooh, ooh i like that art style well mm. for some reason that name suddenly popped into my head as well mm. uh storm templar gives 199 us dollars to say ladies with large knockers need role models too well 100 i guess but they are guaranteed a slightly easier life no comment. <laughs> As someone who has, you know, dedicated a large portion of my life to reducing the size of my own knockers, I have no uh, comment to make at this time. Well, moving on from knockers, <laughs> Dave DuBlanc gives two Canadian dollars to say the floodgates opened. Watch Full Metal Alchemist. Fuck. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. No. Oh, oh, but Jack, it's good. I think if you just give it 20 or 30 seasons, you'll really get into it. <laughs> right? No, I'm sure, like, I'm sure a lot of these have, like, really interesting ideas. But, like, I, time, time is the, is the important part. Like, when I was younger, a, a lot of the animes I've already talked about, I watched when I was younger, when I had something precious called free time. We don't get that anymore. No, because we're adults and parents to boot. Exactly. So you don't have free time just to like sit and absorb something anymore. The only reason I can play video games is because it's my job. Exactly. <laughs> and even then, it's like sometimes I don't make my deadlines. 
Uh, but, but yeah, that, and so that's, that's the thing, especially with, with something that has like, you know, eight, 10 seasons, I'm just not going to be able to get through it. I did try watching, um, Avatar, the last airbender with my children. Uh, and I know Western anime, not, an, that's, not, not, <laughs> that's phone. Oh, anime. I know, I know, but you know, what? I thought it was really good. <laughs> it was really fun. You'd be kicked out of the anime club for liking that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Uh, Jay Tabachi Pina gives five US dollars to say Sunred, a G.I. Joe level anime where both superheroes and monsters play out like King of the Hill. Only anime to make me laugh really hard, free online. I guess we're all with all the recommendations coming out now. Here they come. Lampy88 gives five British pounds to say I'd like to make a recommendation for your anime to watch list, Jack. <sighs> Just watch whatever you want, whenever you want, and see what you like. That now, see, see, he turned that around on us. You did it. He, you thought he was going to mm-hmm. be a weeb, but then he was not so much of a weeb. Delicious setup, delicious punchline. Well done, well done. Uh, Mister WD Two gives five US dollars to say, "How about any works by Satoshi Kon? Surrealist anime that explores social stigmas in the human psyche." I'm sure it's well. Fantastic. I want to say I'm not sure what specific ones but then there's another super chat that came later from felix ladendivar who gives five british pounds to say uh that satoshi khan directed paprika perfect blue tokyo godfather etc oh i've seen i've seen paprika paprika and i've seen paprika and perfect blue yeah yeah yes they certainly are surreal i'm with you and and i enjoy them yeah 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 hey hey you know what great job Great job. Yeah. Good recommendation there. Uh, Janos Sena gives five US dollars to say, what about anime-inspired Western animation like the fairly recent Netflix Castlevania series? I did watch the first two seasons of that. Mm. I've been meaning to maybe watch the next season at some point, mm. if I feel like it. Uh, I... I, it was just fun watching Castlevania being adapted because sure. you know I like Castlevania games, and I'll tell you I I have no strong feelings towards Castlevania in any respect, and so I didn't watch it. I'm, I'm well, there you so go. There you go. I'm, I've heard very good things about it though, so add it to my list. In ten years, I'll get around to it. This wasn't a super chat, but someone in the chat uh, links this says that Perfect Blue is interesting, just a bit rapey. Which I think sums up a lot of um, interesting Japanese anime. Mm. Great. Great. <laughs> I no, no, I no wanna s- I'm I'm gonna say uh no more super chats now, please. Oh yeah, we should we should wrap this up yeah. at some point in our in our day. Absolutely. Yeah. We just had a bunch. We just had a couple more. Um so all the super chats after these ones from this point i'm not going to read out so don't waste your money great um dark shadow gives 10 years dollars to say gonna drop a bomb of if this counts but tfs youtube channel made a hilarious dark comedy helsing ultimate abridged do you ever watch those abridged series on uh, youtube uh describe one for me well the original one was Yu-Gi-Oh! the abridged series where they took uh, the original like Yu-Gi-Oh! anime and someone overdubbed it and made all the dialogue facetious 
and comedic ah. in, your, in your classic gag dub style. Oh, I like it. I like it. I, I don't know if I've ever I seen. Guess it, I guess it would have. I guess it would have been quicker just to say it's a gag dub. Okay. <laughs> I do like gag dubs in general. I do. I do too. Mm-hmm. Do you ever watch uh, Hercules Returns? It's an Australian gag dub. Ooh. Uh, it's quite. It's quite fun. I, okay. Although very un PC from a modern perspective. That, Lots of uh, gay jokes. That's that's a that's a lot. Was it made? Was it made in the nineties? <laughs> Earlier than that, I think. Ah. But um, Bruce Dern's got a role in it. Who was in? Who played like the really tall weirdos in the Mad Max films? Oh, <laughs> that's fun. That's very fun. I think his name's Bruce Dern. I think that's the right. I think I got the. Hang on. I don't want to be accused of not doing my research. Ooh, and Keith Copeland, while Yahtzee is researching, yes, I've heard very good things about uh, Lupin the Third in general. Damn it, it wasn't Bruce Dern. Who, was, who am I thinking of? Now who are you thinking of? Hang on. Bruce Spence. That was it. Oh. Australian actor who plays the tall, lanky weirdos in the Mad Max films. Well, then there you go. But yes, uh, Lupin. I, I want to say, have Yancy, have you and I talked about Lupin the Third before? Probably not. But I, I have seen Castle Cagliostro. Mm. But I, I've heard very good things about those movies in general, or shows, or whatever they are. I read the original manga, and that too is a bit rapey. Mm. If that's your thing. Uh, well, no, no, not in general. I, I thought they were like fun, you know, criminal capers. I do like a caper. Yeah. I like a heist film. Like a, like a caper. If we could have a less rapey caper, that would be nice. I, I specifically wrote my, roast, my most recent novel, Will Destroy the Galaxy for Cash, because I wanted to write a heist or caper Ooh, story. There you go. And that's because that's exactly what it is. Excellent. Um... Uh, a scavenger gives five US dollars to say, okay, so anime ruins everything, but does it do anything better, anything good, I mean, than other genres? Well, I think we summed this up earlier. They have great and interesting visual design on anything, everything other than the characters, and also big titties. Mm. Uh, and specifically, like, from a, from a uh, visual storytelling perspective, their ability to manipulate time and not have uh, the viewer kind of be taken out of the scenario means that they can do visual storytelling uh, much more efficiently and more engaging, I believe. Toffee. Toffee's gone all floppy. Oh, no, Toffee. <laughs> uh, Gatekeeper684 gives two US dollars to say, have you guys heard of Vinland Saga? Very historic. No, no, no sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, we're barely qualified to be talking about anything. I know. We're just at, at the end of the day. What we're trying to get to here is that having the anime visual aesthetic tied to your property means that it will be judged by that visual aesthetic, possibly before played. And I, I think like. That visual aesthetics can lead to a perception of something, and plus negative or not, well, right? As I say, 
the the anime visual aesthetic now makes you realize oh this is anime is probably designed around uh waifus exactly and and so like good designers and good game developers can play with those expectations and make something very engaging and mm. they can even like sit in those expectations and make a game that's very good yeah if you want to play something that defies your expectations of waifus play doki doki literature mm. club or something mm-hmm. but There's some waifu curveballs there but I, like I think at the end of the day, like the the button I'm I would like to put on this is like if you if you are part of a style, if you are part of an aesthetic, you have to be aware of the overall implications of that aesthetic. True. Right? You can't just complain about being written off as uh, waifu <laughs> trash. <laughs> Because that's the that's the bed you're making for yourself. Exactly, and so like you know, do something interesting with the aesthetic, and uh, and hopefully you'll you'll rise to the top. I don't know, or you'll just piss off the fans of the aesthetic that you're using. Ah, <sighs> uh, uh, who cares? Yeah, no one remembers the angry fans that came out at the time of something coming out. Mm. Uh, it, retrospectively, I mean. People complained about Silent Hill 2 when it first came out because it wasn't a direct sequel to Silent Hill 1. Mm. No one remembers those people. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, that'll sum it, that'll uh, wrap it up, I think. Great! Thanks, everyone, for watching or listening to or reading slightly something else. Where we were talking about anime. We Sorry if we turned you off with not considering all the complexity and nuances of the genre. And talking about titties all the time. Mm, that's right. So for your next titty fix, stick around here for The Escapist. I was Yahtzee Crochet. And I was Jack Packard. And our Twitter handles are underneath us. I'm at Harlack. I'm at Yahtzee Crochet. I'll be back tomorrow with Zero Punctuation and the usual post-CP stream where this topic might come up again because we're doing Stuck Scarlet Nexus. Uh, and I will be uh, live streaming on Thursday with Today We Play. I don't know what we're playing yet, but we'll be there. And so see you then. See you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.